Hello! You have joined the Script Mistress again. This is scene 15. I, I cannot believe I've made 15 episodes, and this is the six opening scenes to start your script. I am your host, Amber Bosworth, and I'm very excited to bring you this episode. This is so much fun. I mean, it's the first week of the new year, right? And what a better time, what would be a better time to talk about the best ways to open your screenplay than the first week of a new year, right? Talk about beginnings. Now, if you want to stay up to date on my podcast, any of the events that we're throwing or any of the challenges I do, get on my mailing list at www.thescriptmistress.com. I also have this whole episode on video at www.thescriptmistress.com forward slash scene 1515. Now for your enjoyment, along with a completely free download that I'll discuss at the end of this episode. And I've just created it just for you. Several downloads actually available for you. Now, I also want to remind everybody, if you're new or not new, that <laughs> this is not edited. Really don't have time for that. So I just like to get on here and, and share and spill on the weekly topic because collecting all of this information for you guys and like trying to really sit down and think about these podcasts helps me as a writer. It's helping you, helping me. It's really good. So anything that keeps the keys clacking or the pen scratching is what I like to do. Now, the January Ink to Screen Challenge is now open for registration, if you didn't know. <laughs> now, if you are just finding my podcast, I run a monthly short screenwriting challenge where writers get five days to write a five-page screenplay, brand new, based on an image prompt they've never seen that I send out on the first day of the challenge. The winner gets $150, and every writer that submits a completed script gets detailed feedback. This is all included in just $15 entry fee. You can check it all out at www.thescriptmistress.com forward slash ink to screen, the number two screen. Now, the January challenge is going to run from January 18th to the 22nd. I try to put it on the third weekend, a Wednesday to Sunday of every month. Now don't miss out on starting this year by writing a whole new screenplay. I ask you what you've done. I've already written a new screenplay. What have you done? <laughs> now let's get to the episode. Of all the parts of a screenplay, the opening scene is perhaps the most important. Not only because it has to establish the world of the story, but because it also has to grab the attention of the script reader. Now we're going to look at a few different ways you can start your screenplay with a bang, with opening scene script examples from Chinatown, Blade Runner, and more. By the end, you'll be equipped with a variety of new strategies to tackle screenplay opening scenes like Robert Town and Orson Welles. Now, Orson Welles. Now, I encourage you to please go to the to the scene notes or script notes, <laughs> the episode notes at the webpage www.thescriptmistress.com forward slash scene 15. This episode is a little different. Um, I got this from an awesome blog and um, I'll link that as well in the show notes. But I, I really encourage you to go there. There's some um, pictures that can't really be shared on a podcast. And um, there's some examples, script examples that they gave uh, that I link to on that webpage as well. So please, I'll have this all, wherever you're listening to this, I'll have this all linked where you can just go to the webpage and check it out because they, those are really awesome and it really help 
establish and solidify everything that I talk about in this uh, in this episode. So please go check that out. Now, a lot of people will tell you that 99% of scripts are rejected after the first scene. And although there's, you know, some merit to that perspective, it's not helpful to put that pressure on yourself as a writer. Now, the truth of the matter is that good stories get noticed and good opening scenes are a big reason why. Again, what is your, the a book has a, a cover, but screenplays don't really, they have their opening scene. So that's kind of what you want to think of your opening scene is actually your book cover is your cover of your script. Kind of like log lines, again, just another resource to really solidify your script, set it apart from so many others and really start it with a bang. Now, how many times? Oh, so number one. So the six reasons, the six steps here are uh, start with the protagonist. So here is a good technique. How many times have you watched a movie's opening scene and asked, who's the main character? Your protagonist doesn't have to be in the opening scene, but it almost always works better that they when they are. Why? Three reasons. It gives the narrative focus to establish point of view and to build emotional resonance from the get-go. Now, please, again, go to the show's page at www.thescriptmistress.com forward slash scene 15 to see the example from Chinatown. I have an example. You can click right into it, and you'll see uh, the the opening scene of Chinatown, and it'll really go into that for you. Um, I also kind of have a picture of it as well. Now, from the very first page, we know that the director or that Jack gets is the protagonist of the story. Why? Because he's clearly in a position of control. His domineering presence gives the narrative focus and it puts us behind his point of view. Town also, Chinatown also builds emotional resonance by making <clears throat> by making Jack or sorry, Jake, <laughs> Jake sympathetic and supportive to Curly. So in just a few pages, you can see a great amount of characterization. Ultimately, the opening scene of Chinatown succeeds due to how it establishes its character. And that's how it starts with the protagonist. So please go read that. If you want to really uh, take a look at that, it's a really short read. Just the script there. I have those examples on the show notes. Okay. Number two, you can start with the antagonist. Now, there are times when starting your story with the antagonist may work better than starting it with the protagonist, especially when we already know know the protagonist. If it's somebody we already know, you know, it doesn't make sense to reestablish fundamental aspects of their character in the first scene if it's a sequel or if it's somebody well-known. Instead, the opening scene is often better suited to focus on the antagonist. So... I've I've linked the opening scene of Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight script to see how he enticed us with the story's villain, the Joker. So again, we already know who Batman is. We don't, we already saw it from the first um, Christopher Nolan film. So we don't need to reestablish who Batman is and and what his mission is, but to start it with the Joker because he's such a more dynamic, well, not a more dynamic, but he's a very dynamic villain antagonist. Now, the opening scene of The Dark Knight does a great job of establishing the Joker's character. In a greater sense, it does a great job of establishing the primary conflict of the story right away. Now, we know by osmosis that the Joker and Batman are going to be the story's villain and hero. 
Now, since the movie is literally named after Batman, we don't need to see anything more to know he's the primary focus. So by choosing to show the Joker from the get-go, Nolan thrusts us right into the action. The end result is a conflict-driven plot foundation. Very good. So very good there, especially if you're going to start off that way. And number three, start with the end. One of the boldest choices you can make in screenwriting is to start your screenplay at the linear end of the story, then flash back to the beginning. I mean, how many shows have we kind of seen where they kind of show a little bit of what the ending is going to be and then, oh, but let's see how we started. And when it's done well, it's got to be done well, it can pay enormous dividends. I can't think of any better example than this type of screenplay opening executed to perfection than Charles Brackett, Billy Wilder, and Dia Marshman Jr.'s Sunset Boulevard. Now, when you're reading the, the, the opening scene of Sunset Boulevard, which again, I've linked in the show um, webpage, think about how the writers make us care about the main character in just a few pages. Now, the writers of Sunset Boulevard employ a narration strategy that we see in many of the best Twilight Zone episodes. The narrator gives us a brief explanation of the story's context, but its chief purpose is to draw us in with a mystery. It makes us ask questions like, what's going on? Where are we? When are we? Why is this happening? Starting the story at the end is a brilliant mechanic that almost always grabs the attention of the reader, but it's it's a double-edged sword too. <laughs> if the audience knows the fate of the main character, they may feel less inclined to pay attention to the events that precede it. Perhaps no screenplay has done a better job of building an enticing mystery in its opening scene than Orson Welles' Citizen Kane. Check out and again, oh, you can totally go. I again, I will link this resource, and it's really cool because they have he they have videos in this blog, so you can check out like a, a video clip of Citizen Kane, where it kind of set the props and set design and lighting to give the film an ambiguous visual lens that matched the ambiguity of the script's opening scene events. So again, if you want to check that out, just go to this blog. Really good. All right. So now to number four, uh, establish the world. Now, setting starts with the very first slug line of the script, where we're told the location, the time of day, and the year or era, if it's applicable to the story. Now, for most stories, it's extremely important that we know when and where we are by the end of the first scene. Of course, there are exceptions to this rule. Think Lost, for example. But the vast majority of the time, it's best if setting is communicated early on. One script that does an excellent job of communicating setting in the opening scene is Hampton Fran- uh, Fancher and David Peoples' Blade Runner. Uh, now, you can look at how they build the dystopian setting of an otherworldly Los Angeles through scene descriptions and actions. Again, I can't really focus. Like, I could read a little bit of the scene here, the picture. Like, one, interior, Tyrell Corporation locker room day. So it doesn't even tell us the the time or the, the year. Uh, the eye, it's magnified and deeply revealed. Flecks of green and yellow in a field of milky blue. Icy filaments surround the undulating center. 
just such a dynamic way to really set that world just in that first. I know it's a really long um, action sequence of setting it up, but definitely really good. Definitely worth going to the webpage and taking a look at that opening scene sample. I think you'll really enjoy that. More than anything, the Blade Runner script opening scene succeeds in how it laid the groundwork for the visual spectacle that would become the film's opening. Now, it's clear from the get-go that Blade Runner is a story that takes place outside our reality. When writing your own screenplay, think about how the directors established the world for Ridley Scott to build. I'm sorry, not the directors, but the screenwriters established the world for the director, Ridley Scott, to build with filmmaking techniques. Sometimes all it takes is the use of terms like salvage, junk, touch light panel, and laser burns to give us the impression of a language outside our normal vernacular. All right, number five, plant a red herring. Now, a red herring is defined as a narrative element that's planted by a writer for the purpose of misleading the reader or audience. Stories as old as time have used red herrings to trick the audience into believing something that wasn't true. Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho contains one of the great red herrings of all time. And there's also the opening scene here, so go download that and check it out. Now, imagine reading the Psycho screenplay without knowing anything about Norman Bates and the fruit seller. This scene would read like the beginning of a romantic drama. Honestly, it reads more like a Tennessee Williams play than an Alfred Hitchcock movie, and that's the point. The red herring in the Psycho screenplay is the false pretense of assuming we're reading the story of Marion Crane when in reality we're reading the story of a character we haven't met yet, Norman Bates. By starting with a red herring, the screenwriter Joseph Stefano distracts us from the true plot, which further aids its eventual shock value. So it really takes you to a whole new limit. All right, the final one. Montage and other techniques. Now, montages, although somewhat not out of style nowadays, have historically been used to great effect, a point proven by many of the best Woody Allen movies. Now, Woody Allen's Manhattan in particular does a great job of building mood and communicating tone. Now, again, go to the webpage. I, we don't have the opening sequence because it's better to see a montage than read it. Um, but you can watch the YouTube video of the opening scene of Woody Allen's Manhattan, and it can really go through that. So after you watch the video, keep some of this in mind. Would the scene have worked as well without the stunning cinematography of Gordon Willis? No, probably not. But that doesn't mean the structure of the writing lacks merit. Quite the contrary. It succinctly shows how to effectively use a montage in an opening scene. The methods I've gone over... Okay, so that was it. (laughs) Now, the methods that I've gone over aren't the only methods of writing a great opening scene. This is just a really good starting point, something uh, mechanics that have been used in the past that have uh, to great effect and um, to great plum, yes. So the resources, so I grabbed most of this content from a studio binder, a blog they did, Screenplay Opening Scene Examples. Um, Again, I have this link as well to the show notes. You can check out this blog to find some, um, they have really great informative videos in there that go deeper into this topic if you really want to 
solidify it. And then their blog after this one, check out the following blog that goes over 25 of the best opening scenes. This is an awesome blog. I had a lot of fun with that. So 25 of the, the best opening scenes. Now this was um, published back in 2021, but again, still very relevant for right now. Now, if you've got amazing plans for this year, amazing goals for writing, be sure to download that free writing goals for 2023 that I made for you last week. I'm really excited about that. That's so much fun. Um, just it's 12 pages, well, 13 pages with the cover, but each month it breaks down your goals for each month and how you want to get to that bigger goal, making your goals smart, S-M-A-R-T. If you want to check that out, check out the last um, episode of the podcast. You can find that at www.thescriptmistress.com forward slash goals. G-O-L-G-O-A-L-S, if I can spell. Okay, so this week's writing action, I always love to end, you know, the episodes with a writing action to help you guys out. Download the free outline template I made a while ago, free on the website, and use it to focus on your opening scene. Use it, use some of the prompts in there and some of the um, the techniques. Choose one of the six opening scenes um, techniques that I mentioned above before and use it to start a possible new project. Or if you're going to join us for the next, for the January, Ink to Screen Challenge, use it. Maybe use one of these in that and see if you can really grab the reader, which is here, me. <laughs> but feel free to share this with the Facebook group. Please come to our Facebook group um, on Facebook at Ink to Screen, or you can email me at amber at thescriptmistress.com to get feedback and some extra help. Uh, see, you know, where you may be struggling. I can really, I would help you for, for free too. Now, again, ready to really start the 2023 off with a new script in your belt? Consider signing up for the next Ink to Screen Screenwriting Challenge. Again, the winner gets $150, and every writer that submits a script gets an in-depth coverage and feedback right on their script. I kind of write, do a little bit of editing, show where you're uh, maybe struggling or maybe where you shine. So get help where you need it. You can check it all out at www.thescriptmistress.com forward slash ink to screen. Thank you so much for listening and or watching this episode a little bit different. I know it seems needs to be a little bit more visual. I really hope you go to the webpage and check out those uh, those scenes because as writers, it's really great to kind of see stuff written out. And sometimes it's hard to find good scenes and especially focusing on those opening scenes. I think that that will really help you um, grab grab the reader and grab your audience. So I truly value any feedback that you have for me. If you have an idea for a podcast that might help, something you're struggling with that a you know an episode might really help you with, you can email me again at amber at thescriptmistress.com. Now like and follow this show wherever you are listening. Talk soon. And until then, happy writing.